0: Sip and listen, the podcast meant to inspire, challenge, and empower collaboration while taking actions that matter. With your hosts, beauty maker Christina Wirtz, recruiting genius Jennifer Rojas, and lover of all things marketing, Elisa Lane.
1: Are you selling or buying a home that needs upgrading or repairs? Get free contracting services when you buy or sell a home with Matthew Makovic Real Estate Solutions put expertise to work for you. Matthew is a licensed general contractor and a licensed real estate agent with Lux Real Estate Group. Drop the hassles and maximize your value with this unique two-for-one service. Call 520-465-4640 today or check out fixitlistedsold.com. That's fixitlistedsold.com. Hey, good morning. Good morning.
2: Good
0: morning. How are you?
1: I, was
2: like, I wasn't sure if you were going to start or if I was going to start.
0: Well, one of us starts yeah. regardless.
2: <laughs> Happy Tuesday. <laughs>
0: How was your weekend? Awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Family time, game time. That's my favorite stuff. hmm Yeah. Yeah. Same with me. My family was actually in visiting from Pennsylvania. I know. For the first time. Wow. Yeah. We had all kinds of fun. Yeah. Sedona, Jeep tour. Uh, Jeep tour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brought my grandmother and my mom on an off-roading Jeep tour. And they were freaking out. (laughs) But afterwards, they said they had fun.
2: Uh, Nothing like exciting the grandma.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I thought she was going to chop my head off. She was really upset. She didn't know it was an off-roading tour. Uh, I think she thought it was like a peaceful Jeep tour of Sedona. (laughs) Then, Yeah, no, it wasn't. (laughs) Mm. So we have some guests here today.
2: We sure do. And we actually have a fun topic today. Uh Is it around dating or am I just imagining that?
0: Um, like, well, is that like a
2: focus today? It could be. I've been telling rumors.
0: It, it could be. Again. I think there will be some dating. I think there'll be some mindset talk, emotional intelligence talk. Ooh, and Halloween. I heard that's Sam's Halloween. favorite. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sam loves Halloween. That's my favorite.
0: <laughs> me too. <laughs> what were
2: you for Halloween?
0: Who, me? Yeah. Um. I, know. I don't Quite know quick. I can say. Really? That good.
3: Okay, Sam, how about you? <laughs> well, last year, my buddies and I, we do a theme every year. And so last year... Uh, we were the uh, cast of The Simpsons, oh, so that's fun. I was Marge. Uh, my buddy, <laughs> yeah. I usually dress as a woman every Halloween. Nice. It's kind of the, it, you know, it's usually a way to get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Show. So, uh, so I was Marge. My buddy was uh, Bart, and then uh, my other buddy was uh, Homer.
2: Wow, yeah. dressing the part. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because that's actually something you help your clients with. So we're going to just run into that.
3: Precisely. Yeah. yeah. So
2: you have the a business called UTI.
3: That's correct. What
2: on earth is UTI?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, it stands for Ugly Truth Interactions. And much like you were talking about with Halloween and uh, Dressing Like a Woman, we really, we really work to help particularly single men uh, step outside their comfort zone um, because we want them to be able to witness their possibilities, particularly in areas of style and social interaction. But the key is we don't want them to change their identity, mm-hmm. and we want them to um, be able to put their best foot forward while still keeping those and embracing those quirks that they have about themselves. Kind of
2: giving them the best chance possible.
3: Exactly. Uh, you know, and I think, but I think it's their best chance possible with themselves. Uh, you know, because I think that uh, a lot of us have lost our way a little bit. We've become disconnected, and so. Um, you know with the whole dating realm that we have right now uh, there 's a lot of people who have uh, sort of lost uh, some direction in it and, lo- and then with that have lost direction with themselves so just uh, helping them reconnect with themselves
2: mm-hmm. hmm. there 's more questions in my mind i don 't know if they 're appropriate, but Jerry, how are you
4: <laughs> i 'm doing excellent i 'm doing... I'm thinking about taking this dating service, actually. <laughs> oh.
2: You kind of play in the whole
4: image world, too,
2: right? Like oh. you own, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do.
4: Well, I'm, I'm in the hairdressing industry. Yeah. I've been there all my life, really, since I was about 12. And, uh, but I'm actually transitioning out. My sons have taken over the business. Oh, that's nice. But it'll always be a part of what I do, because I tend to work with hairdressers or salon owners primarily. Okay. Yes, and inside of the coaching world.
0: And what salon do you own?
4: Well, the new, we, we have a new brand. We, were a brand. we were with Tony and Guy for 22 years, but my son's decided it's their business now, and they've rebranded into a salon called Society Salon.
0: And I visited that salon, and it is incredible. The walls like open up, and there's this huge patio, and it's like right in Scottsdale. It was beautiful.
4: It's been my favorite space to ever work in. Really? Yeah, I love it. The, I know. The, the, the light... Yeah, cement floors and the simplicity of it.
0: And the huge mirrors. I mean, it's just amazing. I walked in and I was like, I think I might give up my salon and come work here.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Whenever you're ready. (laughs) Wow. It
0: was amazing. (laughs) Well,
4: it's funny
2: because one of the questions you sent us ahead of time was talking about imagination, which kind of plays into like, how do you develop these new ideas? And you also mentioned something that I thought was kind of clever. You talked about the benefits and not so much the benefits
4: of your imagination. Can you talk more about that? Uh, Yes. You know, that's one of the things I came across in the coaching is we always think about how to visualize what we really want. And I had never heard it said more simply than really it's about using your imagination correctly or incorrectly. Mm. You know, it's, it's as simple as are you worrying right now? Then you're using it incorrectly because you are creating what you don't want. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and that's, that was the simplest. I've ever. It, it really became so much clear to me when I looked at that. Because some people feel like they don't use their imagination, especially in our world of hair. Mm-hmm. You feel yeah. like, well, if I'm not creative, I'm not using my imagination, when the fact is everybody's using their imagination all day long and creating the life that they have.
0: That makes sense. It kind yeah. of, and tell me if I'm going off the wrong path here, but it's like imagining a future that you might not want or like your fears you know you're projecting into the future using your imagine that imagination that way versus using it in a way of like you're creating it like of what you do want in the future is that how you mean it
4: you're right on track in fact one of my mentors always says the secret to life is only focusing on what you want Mm -hmm. and nothing else yeah and and that's where that whole imagination comes into because whatever you're focusing on you're creating yeah definitely yeah. And, and your imagination. I'd say that the, probably another side of the imagination became so exciting to me is the fact that most of us think the way we get what we want is through willpower. It's like if I want to work out, I want to get this body, I've got to be very disciplined. And though you do need to be persistent, the way you become persistent is actually through your imagination. Mm-hmm. Whatever you focus on, it actually pulls you to it instead of trying to push yourself there.
5: Yeah.
4: And that's been so exciting to me too plan my future, create my future that way instead of being pushed to it. Yeah. Sit it out before me, keep it out before me, and only focus on what I want.
0: Yeah. yeah. That actually reminds me, have you ever heard of Jess Lively's podcast, The Lively Show? No. She's all about like um, law of attraction, intention. She actually created a C school, which stands for consciousness school, mm. and she's like traveled the world with Justice Suitcase. She's in like Sydney, now she's in Detroit, but anyways- one of her main things that she talks about is alignment before action. Mm-hmm. So it kind of reminds me of what you're saying, like aligning yourself to what you want before you use your persistence and your discipline to take the actions.
4: Exactly. It, it'll just pull you there. I've been amazed in using it myself in my own life, my business, and my personal life. It's am- because one of the tricks is most places you don't know, where to, you don't know how to get there anyway.
5: Mm.
4: You say you want this great body, but you don't really know how to get it. And so the key becomes, if you will actually imagine having it, your natural instincts knows how to get it. Mm. You don't have to figure it out. It's actually giving you clues every day, all day, if you stay focused on it. And that's been like uh, this trip I planned to London. I had, uh, you know, I ran into some difficulties, and different teams started wanting to do their own trips. And all I stayed was focused on I wanted to do the trip, and it started giving me clues how to approach people. Mm. And all of a sudden, it turned around. I went from nobody going to London to 23 people in a couple of days going to London with a setup for about 40 or 50.
2: 25, because Christina and I are.
4: Oh, <laughs> I yeah, That's at, my dream trip. Yeah, oh, it. uh, it's, really? it, oh, man. It, it could be n- nothing could be more fun.
0: <laughs> I love London. Yeah. I so what is it that you're transitioning into, Jerry?
4: Yes. I, I, I found my niche. Not as exciting as some people. <laughs> as
0: Sam here. Yeah, Sam.
4: I, I, really, I really love his niche. But what I'm transitioning into is mindset and leadership coaching. I first started calling myself a business coach, but then it dawned on me I don't really help people specifically with their business. I help them with themselves, like helping them understand that their business is happening through their mental processing. There's no chance. There's no economy bothering them. There's nothing in their way. It's all happening in their little mind factory. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I, I, I like working with business owners and leaders because they normally have a large enough dream that it can be exciting for both of us to work on. Mm-hmm. You know? But it works with anybody that has anything they want to accomplish. But for me, it needs to be exciting. And it's more exciting to work with people that are serious about what they're doing. And if you have a business, you're, gonna, you're either going to be serious or out of business Totally. In, in, a, in a short period of time.
0: Well, it sounds like you might have to work with Sam here because Sam has an interesting background. You completely gave up a career to do what you do. So tell us a little bit about
3: that. I did. And uh, before I do that, actually, Christina, I do want to make mention about uh, what Jerry is doing here because um, I have not met Jerry. This is the first time I've, I've met Jerry. And I can say that if you look up a skeptic in a, in a dictionary, you'll probably see my, my face, uh, right there, but what he's talking about when you talk about the mindset shift to more of a putting out there, what you are wanting to create, I can tell you firsthand coming from a skeptic that there is so much power in that. And it might seem right off the bat, a little, um, you know, a little bit foo-foo maybe (laughs) best word I can come up with, Mm -hmm. but it is grounded in a lot of science and there, I I do urge people definitely to, um, to connect with Jerry about that because the instruction around that is really helpful when you have someone guiding you.
5: Mm -hmm.
3: But, uh, um, with that being said, um, yes, I did. I, I quit my job. <laughs> That's what I put out there and there, I was like, my job, I'm going to quit that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I did, you know, I got to a point, I've been in medical sales my entire career and the, you know, the company that I work with is fantastic. Um, but I just hit that tipping point where I said, uh, there was something I always wanted to try and there was something that I always wanted to, I always wanted to see if I can be my own boss. And uh, the most challenging part about starting was uh, being able to find what my vision was and aligning my business to my vision. And uh, you go in different directions uh, until you find out what that is. Mm -hmm. And um, at first, that can be a little frustrating. uh, But once you start to hone in on it, you know because uh, your passion starts to come out when you talk about it. Mm -hmm. And something just seems to click. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it has been a, a, very cool journey and I'm still on that journey and I'll probably always be on that journey, but, uh, um, I wouldn't have tr- I wouldn't trade in for anything.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things I really liked what you said when we had coffee a couple weeks ago was that your passion and what you do is like you, you talking to a young version of you mm-hmm. and that's why you like to do what you do. Mm-hmm. So can you say more about that?
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. When, you know, we, in our business, we really, we really want to help men stand out without changing their identity out. Uh, when I was younger, um, I feel like when I'm working with a client, I'm talking to Sam when I was in high school. Because I wanted to stand out really badly. Mm-hmm. I, wanted, uh, I wanted the women to like me. I wanted uh, the adoration of, of my fellow classmates. And I did achieve that. I did achieve that. I know how to make people stand out. But I did it at the expense of my own identity. Okay? So I was a chameleon for everybody. I danced for everybody. And when I did that, I realized in my 30s, people would say, you know, be yourself. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. Mm. I don't know who myself is. And it wasn't until I learned, you know, learned more about myself and felt more comfortable in myself that I realized that I could have still stood out in high school, but I didn't have to change who I was. I could still have been Sam, uh, but still know how to stand out. And, that's w- and so that's the, that's the core passion behind this business is we, we can help you stand out, but we will not do it at the expense of your identity.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Love it. What do you think, Elisa?
2: It's a great thing to hear. I think a lot of times I can relate to where it's like you try to be everything to everyone, and then you start losing the essence of who you are. And then you de- like, who am I? Mm-hmm. So you go through that journey. Um, where, like if someone's listening to this and he's a single man, like what's the process? Like how would that look like?
3: Mm-hmm. No, it's a great question. So the way we set it up was we wanted to make sure that the men um, receive the feedback uh, about their progress from someone that would matter to them, okay? So the way that we're different is the core, the core service is that uh, a, a, a new customer will receive a makeover without making themselves over as a person. So we give them a, you know, help them with their wardrobe and they get a personalized haircut. Uh, after at, that, at society.
4: Yep. <laughs> I'm thinking.
2: That's <Yeah>, yeah. <laughs> why I had you both on the show Absolutely. today. <laughs> it's a perfect connection. <laughs> I yeah. know.
3: After that, they go through a, a, what I call a Jedi training, interactions training with myself, where we talk a lot about emotional intelligence, conversation for connection, um, but we do it in a really fun, dynamic way. Um, you know, a little snippet, there might be a portion of it where they have to dress up like a woman. <laughs> you know, uh, and so you know we, 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 I make them get out of their comfort zone if they do not get out of their comfort zone I didn't do my job So, but this is where the difference is I don't go by my opinion the first thing they do when they sign up for my business is they choose a gal from my database who they want, who whose honest opinion that they want
2: so they go by physical traits or is it something that they have well, a little bit can, more information yeah, they
3: on it's whoever they choose, whether it's so let's be honest, we do, you know, physical is a big part of it. Sure. But also they, we do put their interests and things like okay. that. So if they find someone that they're like, oh, that would be someone that I would care what they think about my progress. Mm-hmm. So they go on a 20-minute coffee date with them to get their baseline. So I receive feedback on their style and communication. Then they go through our program. Then at the end of our program, they go ba- they go back out with that same girl. And if that gal does not think that this gentleman has improved in their style and communication, we provide 50% off uh, their bunny back. So basically we're saying that we're going to be in this with you, number one. And number two, it's not going to be my opinion that tells you if you improved or not. It's going to be someone that you select uh, so that, so that it's, it has even more of a compelling inspiration to you that, hey, you have, you have the confidence to be able to do this.
2: This could get ugly.
3: Yeah. <laughs> ugly <laughs> truth.
2: <This could>. Ugly truth. <laughs> so it's interesting because just from sitting as the woman, evaluating someone else is also very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, how yeah. do you tell mm-hmm. someone, you know, I don't like this about you? But that's, they don't tell that person. They just kind of do the... Goodness gracious! Do they uncomfortable. do a survey?
5: They yeah. do. Okay, yeah. good. So they're yeah. not telling this <laughs> no, person. not, not in person. <laughs> your personality sucks. <laughs> no, no, no. They're
3: not going to tell. Okay. Them they have a uh, <laughs> no, not in person. They're going to do it via a survey. Okay. Uh, but I can tell you that the um, that the feedback that the that the that the women give during this process is an integral part of this uh, of this whole business because. During the process in which we take a guy, especially during their their interactions training, w- when they've tr- when they find out w- what their perception is perceived against what is actually happening, it is a lot more compelling. for instance, you know as Christina said, when I took uh, a gentleman through a beta test, he has had a lot of difficulty in the dating realm, and he told me that his struggle was with conversation that he He felt awkward with conversating, that he didn't know what topics to talk about. When point of fact, from his baseline uh, date, it was his conversation that she liked the most. And I told him, in fact, too, that from my opinion, your conversation is phenomenal. I love talking to you. But he didn't believe me. Who am I? But when I told him that your date that you selected gave you the highest scores for your conversation... It he it took him it took him aback because that's what he's always felt was his was his uh, weakness.
2: It's almost the phrase "Don't believe everything you think." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. one. Yeah. So, is it only one date? Like, it's only one perception, or is there like a, a bigger package where you get three
3: perceptions? So, that's a great question. So, after after they go through the program, once they uh, once they are able to witness the, the confidence that they are able to. Believe that they can do this; that they can put their best foot forward based on feedback they receive. The next step in this is for them to practice, um, and that's when it becomes second nature. So after they go through the program, if they would like to go on more practice dates, we offer that service. So that way, they can get be able to you know be able to practice those skills that they were taught, so that it, you know maybe after three or four days it becomes second nature.
2: So it's interesting. It's almost like going to the gym and you're mastering mm-hmm. a practice. Like if it's communication, you just really practice it, which it is, is it, in, a, in an environment that's safe and is giving you feedback that's.
3: Precisely. And it's, it's you know, this is a skill that people can learn. People think that uh, if they see as someone that's very outgoing and, and very um, and able to interact with so many people, that that was something that they didn't have to work at to be able to do that. There are, there are a few people who are born with that skill, but for the most part, most of us has had to practice it. We've had to interact with a lot of people. We've had, you know, And because we've been able to interact with a lot of people, we've gotten a lot better at it. And so, to your point, it is just practice. It's like you're going to the gym, you practice this, and it becomes second nature.
5: So
2: are all the women that are um, evaluating single as well? Yes, they are. So this could even turn into a dating service.
3: At the end of the day, what I'd like to do is I'd, t- I'd like to take these men and be able to be their matchmaker because essentially the type of men that we are looking to, um, to help train are these guys are already extremely smart. They're very smart, but, and, but they're, the thing they're lacking is maybe a little bit of style and a little communication. We, give, we help these men develop that skill and when I talk to most women that I know, the, the three things that they really like from a man is they want sensitive, strong, and with style. Uh, and that's the, the crop of men that we're going to tend to have in our group. And these are the type of men that I want to introduce to women because I know a lot of wonderful single women out there, and they're struggling as well to meet uh, you know some, some good guys. And so this way I can bring a, 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 you know, some awesome guys that quite frankly, in the past may have been overlooked. But these are awesome guys that will treat a woman really well. And uh, um, now we just give them that one step more so that they're able to have that connection with them to be up for the woman to be able to see how cool they are. Do you think you'll provide this for women as well? We, we, we have had a lot of women ask for it. Uh, you know, especially it was funny because when I, when I put out the name that uh, you know, it's going to be called UTI, uh, you know, mainly because dating's uncomfortable, much like a UTI. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, you know, it was meant to do that. I got a lot of uh, funny stares when I do that, but uh, I said, you know, this is something that people need to hear. It's not. It's not an easy world. And when I did that at first, women were uh, <laughs> a little taken aback by it. But now, I think we're just in a culture where we're just yearning for truth, whether men or women. We just. Stop the uh, stop the BS and let me know what, what is going on. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think feedback is so important. I think people that we surround ourselves don't always give us the truth. Like they give us a version of what's not going to hurt our feelings or how we can say this. And it's more um, buffered mm-hmm. versus giving them something that can actually change them. And, and Jerry's nodding his head. So do you have that experience as well?
4: With uh, n- people not getting the truth? Well, yeah, I, I think it's. Pretty, well, I mean, to be honest with you, I think it's, that's why what Sam is doing is so important because you can't expect the truth from your friends or your mother or, or your brother. You know, it's not their role to give you the truth. Uh, <laughs> and most people can't handle the unadulterated truth, I mean, including me. I don't, I'm a very private person, and people ask me my opinions or, or different things. I'm not putting all of my business in the streets, but when I'm working with a coach or a counselor, I'm very open. And very mm-hmm. honest, the total different setup. And that's why I think that that type of business is so important in, in, in what you're doing. And like I said, I'm, I'm fascinated. I, I've got all kinds of ideas. We'll definitely have to exchange cards. Mm-hmm. I've got a few things that uh, be way beyond the salon that I like to, you know, oh, wow. with. but uh, yeah, cause I'm fascinated with that. That's quite, quite a niche to be in. And I think very, very much a need. Sounds like
0: there's maybe a new business brewing here to offer this for women and wow. to expand this in bigger ways with Jerry. <laughs>
2: well, it's like the imagination is just like going. Were we, were, we were at happy hour last week and we were actually talking about doing a casting call to bring in singles. Yes. And, you know, over drinks, we, our imagination definitely <laughs> does, you know, exceed expectations. Uh-huh. But um, we were thinking of how to create that to be something that can even be bigger for Sam. And yeah. I think it's a need that definitely. You know, brought into the right hands can really create something great.
5: Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, and if I can make a quick comment about what uh, Jerry was talking about with the imagination, uh, particularly in the salon, Uh, when we took the gentleman through a beta test and he got to the area where he was going to do a personalized haircut, what we focus on in that session is we basically give the the stylist a blank canvas. We 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 say, listen take this person a little bit out of their comfort zone to what they could see. And, and we own it. And to Jerry's point, it is amazing to see these, uh, these stylists be able to come outside their, their, uh, their creativity and let it like, sort of unleash their creativity mm-hmm. because when we did it for this gentleman on the beta test, he, was, he never liked to put any product in his hair. Okay? Mm-hmm. Never, never thought of it. And we said, no, we're going to do it this time. We're going to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And he looked phenomenal. And now he wants to use product in his hair. You know? <laughs> but it was because of the stylist. The stylist used their imagination to show this person what their possibilities are. This gentleman would not have known that otherwise. He simply, he would have done the definition of insanity. Mm-hmm. He just would have kept doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. So there definitely is a lot of synergy between myself and, and, and Jerry. And it was, it's uh, very interesting, this whole area.
4: Definitely. definitely. And that's, I always like to say, being a hairdresser, is. a lot of people say what you look like isn't the most important Mm -hmm. thing. And I say, you're right, but it's the first thing that everybody sees. Mm -hmm. And it may be the only thing Mm -hmm. that anybody gets to know about. And so I I, I put a lot of stock. You know, I'm definitely about mindset, but I put a lot of stock in appearance. Mm -hmm. It's huge, and I know you do as well. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And and not just because it's our business. That's real. You know, when you look outside, you look anywhere what something looks like is critical.
2: Hmm. Talking about what things look like, we're actually going to take a quick commercial and you get to know what Next Level looks like.
1: Hello. Thanks for calling Next Level, where we invest in people and fund their dreams. We help you with personal and business loans, credit enhancement, investments, insurance, and so much more so you don't have to keep chasing your financial tail all the time. Uh, hey, Susan, your number came up, and I think it's your cat and dog again.
4: Tell them to stop calling and go online to nlbcgroup.com. That's
2: nlbcgroup.com. And why is it so warm in here?
1: That's Next Level Business Concepts Group, Susanna, where we invest in people and fund their dreams. Oh, my. Let's face facts. Your business is either growing or dying. LimeWare Promotions wants to help your business grow. The strategy is not only to get seen, but remembered. And that's where LimeWare comes in. We're here to help you come up with some fun and catchy promotional ideas so you get seen and remembered. At LimeWare, we are ready to take on all your promotional needs, from custom embroidery hats and screen print shirts, all the way to business cards and pens. LimeWare Promotions. Find us on Facebook and Instagram and let the growing begin.
2: And we're back. We are. One of the things that Jerry talked about in his notes was the natural genius. Mm. What is that? And how do we feed it?
4: How do we feed it? Right, right. Well, first, I find we have to discover it, right? Because so many times I always use the analogy, we're like a fish in water. Mm. You know, the fish doesn't know it's water, right? (laughs) He's been there all his life. And so I know for me, it was very difficult to start even getting any clues about my natural genius or or, you know because normally it's a it's a set of skills that you have or abilities that just become that are very natural to you that make you look like a genius once you discover them and use them and work them together and I know one of mine was um, I'm a learner you know and one of the young ladies that I worked with years ago we were talking about giftedness and she says well I know your gift and she was a staff member, but she, I said, so what is it? She says, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> You'll discover it. <laughs> and she was right. I, I knew exactly, you know, a few years later what she was talking about. I'm a teacher at heart because I am a natural learner. And learning, be, it, learning for me is like, you know, I, I date Sam a, a lot of times, and the women I date are more interested in sports than I am because I would rather be reading a book,
5: mm-hmm.
4: you know, learning something new and because it, and it makes me wonder, well, why wouldn't you want to read a book, why would you watch sports all day? You can watch the last quarter and get the score, and everything is cool. But it's because that comes natural to me. And, and that's some of the clues of finding out what's natural to you, what seems to work for you with ease. And the difference would be like Michael Jordan, I always say, and uh, – Dennis Rodman, I don't know how many how, what kind of if you guys are real sports fans, but they have two different natural abilities but they both became very famous for their basketball skills, but they're at two different ends of the spectrum. But once they discovered it, especially Dennis Rodman, I like to look at because what he discovered was highly unusual. Just rebounding the ball made him famous. Mm-hmm. Most people wouldn't even want that as are on their resume that that's all they do. Yeah. But he made it famous to just rebound the ball because that was part of his natural genius. So that's one of the things that if people are going to be really productive, it's better to be able to do it again like Sam's saying, you're not trying to change. You're trying to discover who you are. That's we can't we can't really be anybody different. Not very effectively anyway. I can't be you, you can't be me. So we're trying to discover what makes us a genius, because everybody actually has that, a skill set, a selection of skill sets that would make them seem like a genius in the right area. Mm. And so it's, we, we have assessments that they take. Uh, some of them are standard assessments that are already out there, like the strength finders assessment. That's what told me I was a learner. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, the um, DISC or Briggs assessment, but then uh, the gentleman that turned me on to it, he has about four other assessments that you take that are around your genius skills. And it's just a brilliant way to move forward in your life is to really, we talk about specialized, you know, my salon specialized, we're talking about specializing in you, mm. you know, who, who are you really, and really just getting down to that point. And so that's one of the four areas that I really look at for helping a person move in a swift way towards Creating their dreams. So let's do it from the position of your natural genius. Let's yeah. not try to be Christina, Sam, or Jerry. Yeah. Let's find out what you, not only what you're good at, what do you totally excel in?
0: Yeah, I can totally, like, relate to that because there are certain things. I even, like, physically said it out loud. Like, this comes natural to me. Like, mm. it's just my natural way to be this way. And I have no other way of explaining it other than that. <laughs> and then sometimes I try to be another way, and it's just tough. So I can see the benefit in moving more swiftly just by finding your natural rhythm and the things that you are Mm -hmm. good at. Yes.
4: And and a lot of times it takes somebody outside to help you. Like a mirror, you can't really see what you look like. Mm -hmm. I'm always amazed. I guess, you know, God did leave water here. But I said, if we didn't have mirrors, it would be a very interesting world. (laughs) You know, nobody would have a clue what they look like. Uh Mm -hmm. So a lot of times you need somebody else. In fact, that's one of the things that I, I teach on. We only know who we are because of the way other people react to us. Mm. That's it. Is not necessarily right, but that's what as, as, as Sam is talking about. A lot of these guys have had reactions from women that weren't preferred, mm. and that actually set on their mindset and told them who they were, which wasn't true. Mm-hmm. But that's how they discovered who they were. That was the reflection they got back.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mirror, mirror.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Part two business. <laughs> yeah, be careful what mirror you have, what right? <laughs> mirror you're looking in. Right?
2: Well, and it's also having the conversation of what that person is seeing. Like, because you think it's something doesn't mean that's what it is.
4: Oh, that's, and that's something we'll, we'll have a, we should have a conversation about one day in, in dating. Because, again, I, I'm in a in dating world. And when you get back out there, it's kind of different because you are, you know, you're being, again, you're reacting to the way people react to you. And one of the biggest discoveries I had in mindset, this one process of watching, is as you learn to watch how you create, you start learning some things about yourself that nobody could ever tell you, and you actually start realizing that most of what's going on, you're making it up. Like the gentleman with the conversation that he wasn't a good conversationalist, you make up everything you really believe, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you make it all up. And... And I, it took me a bit to get to that, and I discovered that for myself, and I was like, wow, you know, I thought this person felt this way, and really I found out they really didn't, and I realized how I, that was my perception, mm-hmm. and I made up a story behind after it. Yep. But what really hit me big, and it was around dating, is dealing with this thing and where you run into it. You know, you might run into a lady that you're interested in, but, you know, I don't know if she would ever be interested in me, or she may react to you a certain way. Like, how do you deal with uh, rejection? You know, in the dating world, because that's a big deal, right? And me being a mindset guy, I have to figure things out. So I was sitting there. It hit me one day. It's like, you know what? It's interesting how we respond to other people's perception of us when the fact is they're making it up, too. They don't know us. No, no perception they have of us is true.
5: Yeah.
4: They're making the whole thing up, and they're making it up with probably very little information, but we actually end up believing. mm
5: mm-hmm
4: what they're making up and telling us. And when you get that revelation, it totally sets you free from what somebody else thinks about you in a very nice way. You have no, no, no negativity towards them because you realize they got the same problem you got. We're walking dark. We're touching and trying to fill our way through this thing. And we're making stuff up (laughs) most everything.
0: So if they're making it up and we're making it up, like you said, it leaves you free because then there's nothing actually there. And then you can create with your imagination.
4: And and I I, I knew you were going to get there, and that's beautiful. (laughs) No, because that's why then if you're going to make it up, then why don't you make up what you want? Yes. That's the whole thing. Why don't you make your life be what you want it to be? Because you're making it up anyway. All the stuff you say you believe, you made it up. Mm -hmm. Most of it's not true. You don't have any basis for it.
2: Well, and it's probably made up at a very young age too where our perception is just so young that who knows what it really meant. But we make that our life.
0: And exactly. it like filters our life. Forever. Exactly. Yeah.
2: And, and it's funny because it's not until that one thing is interrupted in your life that you actually do speak up and maybe go, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. That you get a completely new perception. Like, I do get a good communication out. Like, there's, there's new stuff when you really discover it for yourself.
0: Totally. And tell us what your beta guy discovered. If it wasn't that he was bad in conversation, what, what was he actually lacking?
3: So, when... And this is something that I have uh, a hunch that uh, I'm going to find more often. And as I said, he felt his conversation was lacking. All the while, what he was lacking, and lacking is, is putting it nicely, okay? <laughs> Uh-oh. His body language was atrocious. Atrocious. And that's what he scored the worst on. That's what I told him straight up—the ugly truth—that your body language is atrocious. And so, describe that for us, like <laughs> when you
2: say <laughs> that like? Like, like, yeah, like what does that look like? Was yeah, he like closing his question. eyes in the conversation? Like, <laughs> yeah, what's now, going on? Yeah. Was he taking a nap?
3: <laughs> yeah. Now, keep in mind, again, this guy is such a cool guy. He has so many interesting things to say. His life is awesome. But when you sit across the cross from someone and they're talking to you like that, and they're slouched and hunched over and their hands are in their pockets, and they're not making eye contact with you, or their body language just shows that they're just disinterested not only in what you're saying, but what they're saying about themselves. It absolutely has an effect on the person that's receiving it. And where the light bulb went off for him there with his body language is, I was taking him through this program, and I truly felt in my heart of hearts that we were helping him. I saw the changes in him, but, but I, I said that, I, I told my girlfriend, I said, I don't think he cares. I said, I, don't, I think that he really doesn't even care that we're doing this, even though we're seeing such improvements. And I finally, when, on my last training with him, I sat down with him, and I said, listen, do you even care that you're, you know, the improvements that you're seeing? And he's like, well, you know, I wouldn't be wanting to do this and, and buying the products that, you know, he, he went and bought the hair gel and things like that if I, didn't, if I didn't believe in what you were saying. And I was like, well, I'll tell you what, I can't tell. And he was shocked. He was shocked. He was like, I'm sorry, I've, I'm, I never really thought. I thought that, you know, you would know that I'm interested by that. And I told him, no, no idea. So we actually did this one exercise where we just went back and forth, just saying blah, 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 blah to each other, but using our body language and our hands and our vocal tonality. And trust me when I say this, I got more, out of, more emotion out of that conversation than I do when I actually have, when I talk to them.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: So, you know, you want to take away one thing. In terms of communicating with someone and connecting with somebody, it is 60% body language, 30% vocal tonality, and 10% the spoken word. Because quite frankly, we don't even listen to each other. We don't. We don't listen to each other, and everyone can relate to that. So um, learning ways to utilize your body language in a way that, that comes naturally to them, uh, that's a key. A lot of these guys, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be awkward. It's not awkward to, stand, to put your back straight. We're not changing who you are to do that. Uh, it just makes you, it, it really brings about more of an inviting posture. Uh, and so it, there's a way that you can integrate these type of skills into their natural behavior uh, that really allows them to, as they practice it, for it to become second nature. Mm-hmm. So body language was his, the culprit actually. And when we improved his body language in, in the training, when he went back out with that girl for his second date, he received all fives. And she told me it was like a different experience with him. And that was huge because, again, the women's opinions are completely independent of mine. Like I was, I was very, very nervous when she was, because I thought, okay, if she tells him he sucks, then I don't have much of a business here. <laughs> So I was very nervous, and, she, and I asked her, I was like, are you being brutally honest? And she said, yes. Like, he did so many different things, and a lot of what she described was the body language that we worked on. And it was, it's not, wasn't rocket science. Mm-hmm. And it was nice also to see him be able to know that, okay, he, he did something different. Like, he stepped out of at his comfort zone, and he made a few improvements without changing himself, and it allowed him to connect with someone much deeper than he usually does. And so, so yeah, you know, it was, it was just a very fulfilling, and it was very, very, you know, sort of emotional for me to be able to see somebody who's had such a difficult time uh, see a new possibility for himself. Mm-hmm. Now, let's be honest, it's, it's now on him to practice it and, and make it stick.
2: Well, and it's something that you can provide to keep the training going, mm-hmm. like I think there's there's a great thing when you know, mm-hmm. but then can you keep that going, and maybe it is support from others mm-hmm. like we're just known to go back I mean that's why the diet industry is so popular. I mean, we go up and down, but it's when you stay with something
3: and there's the support that's around you to keep it going
5: mm-hmm.
3: I agree, and you know when don't when, let them
5: go when, yeah yeah <laughs>
3: yeah, and I mean it doesn't take three years to learn this I mean yeah. you practice it. Or three or four times on some practice days, it'll come naturally to you, mm-hmm. uh, and it it really changes the way um, not only do not only the way other people perceive you, but the way you perceive yourself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is actually I would argue even more important. Mm-hmm. I think
0: mm-hmm. there's like a distinction between learning something and discovering something for yourself because you could just teach these guys to be puppets and do certain things, right? And then they have to practice and really like, try hard to be that. But if they're discovering something, I feel like it like, uses them. And a little bit of practice is definitely necessary, but it's not going to be as strenuous as you know, the not discovering it for yourself, if that makes sense.
3: No, I, I agree. And I think that, it's, it's, that initial, it's that initial first time that they go on the second date to be able to implement the skills, is when they really discover, Mm -hmm. um, to your point. And then it becomes easier. Mm -hmm. It's just that initial step to step out of their comfort zone. And as you said earlier, we provide that safe space for them to do it. In fact, we want them to feel a little uncomfortable. If they do not, I truly believe we didn't do our job. Mm -hmm. Now, do I want them to feel so uncomfortable that they're coming out of their skin? No. That, that, I think, is unhealthy. But I do think a little bit of uncomfort is very unhealthy. Mm. It's very healthy, excuse me. <laughs> and uh, I think that that's what we aim to um, provide people. Because I do think the many people are uh, almost, uh, I, I have this comic uh, that I used to look at all the time. And it was uh, uh, an egg that was on a psychiatrist's chair and there was cracks in it, and it would say, there's just someone inside me that is wanting to get out.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and
3: I always connected with that because I feel like there's a lot of people in that same boat, that they, they want to get something out. They, they want to step outside, their, but it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to do. And so when you have a safe space to do it, um, and there's metrics involved so that you, know, you actually can witness your progress, um, I think that it can really, uh, really help someone to their core. I love it. It's coming out of your shell.
0: And I love the yeah. egg analogy. It's so cute. <laughs> <Yeah. That works. laughs>
3: well,
2: it's almost like the protective shield we put on. You know, sometimes things happen in our lives that I'm not protected or it's not okay to be me. Or, you know, it's the perceived idea of what you think someone is telling you by their actions. Yeah. Um, and it's not until you get into communication about it that you can actually really know the truth. And even then it's, you know, hit or miss.
0: I read somewhere in a, in a one-on-one conversation, you think that there's two people, but there's actually six people. It's like who you think you are, who you think they think you are, who you think they are, who, think they, are, who they think they are, and like whatever other dynamics there are. Mm-hmm. But there's like so many different things involved in one one-on-one conversation.
2: <laughs> blew our minds right now. <laughs> it's confusing.
0: Easy to get confused. So you have your system, Sam. What is, do you have a system, Jerry? What do you do with all your mindset and leadership training? Well, you added spirituality in there, too, right? Mm, yeah.
4: Yeah, I, I didn't know that I did, but yeah, I, I definitely must have been on my mind, right? Because uh, I, I focus primarily on the mindset, leadership, and spirituality. Because I'm starting to realize, you know, I'm a very spiritual person, and I'm realizing that that's really at the core of a lot of people's uh, success or failure. But uh, one of the, uh, and Sam started talking about it, one of the main things for me, my niche inside of mindset and leadership is that I feel like there's too much information, there's plenty of information out there, right? And and if information solved our problems, then we'd all, we would have none, right? Because Google can fix anything, right? But, so I feel like people are learning too much, but way short on application, Mm. And that's why I choose masterminds as my approach. I do 90-minute masterminds uh, for, for my major program. I have, a, I have several programs, some in leadership, but on the mindset program. My major program is a year, mm-hmm. every week for 90 minutes, once a week on Zoom. And some of my uh, people have asked me, have you ever considered doing seminars? And I'm thinking, no, because... A seminar, a three-day seminar is not going to fix your life. It mm-hmm. took a lot longer to break it than three days. You're not going to fix it in three days, and that's what most people want. They mm-hmm. want something that took a lifetime to break. They want it fixed overnight, and it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so my main thing is accountability. You know, we have a little app that they use so we can see if everybody's applying. I, I, when I bring people into the program, I, I, though the four stages are life-changing, I tell them if you're not going to do the exercises, which are about 30 minutes at least a day for five. I say at least give it five days, 30 minutes a day. If you're not going to do the exercises, it's just going to be interesting information. It's going to be very interesting, but it's not going to change your life. sounds like if you're not going to go to the gym. Exactly. Not going to happen. I, I love one, a quote I, I came across last year that says, nobody can do your push-ups for you. <laughs> You've know, you got to do your own push-ups. And that's what everybody's wanting is somebody to do their push-ups. It's like, no, nobody's going to do it. And so I tell them, don't do it because you'll be wasting your money and my reputation mm-hmm. because it's not, nothing's going to change. I mean, like we talked about imagination and visualization. We've heard that all our lives. But not until the last four or five years I've ever, ever sat down and practiced visualization to the point where you can, you can actually see results, feel results happening in you in a few days when you visualize something long enough, hard enough get enough emotion behind it, Mm -hmm. you can see your confidence changing. You can see yourself believing, wow, I'm really going to get this thing. I I remember doing that years ago one time I was believing. I said, I have $10 million in the bank. And I wish I would have stuck with this because this was before I really believed it so much. And I was every day, that was one part of my confession. And one day the strangest thing happened. a little voice inside of me says, we do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I thought, I'm starting to believe I have $10 million in the bank. And that's really how it works. You've got to convince your own subconscious that you believe what you believe. Once it's convinced that you believe it, it says, okay, my job is, is to get it for you, mm-hmm. to figure out just how we're going to get there, all the, all the nooks and crannies and the vision. So that's my main uh, niche, and I do it through a, through a Zoom mastermind. But my main thing that I'm bringing that I feel is a little niche is I'm going to hold your hand, we're going to do exercises inside of the mastermind. You're going to do exercise outside. There's going to be plenty of teaching. But until you learn how to actually apply something, it's just more information piled on, more information, and nothing's changing. And it changed my life to go through that. Once, I mean, there were things like in this concept called watching to see how you create. Was a, was one of, is one of the main skills that I really teach people. And one of the things was to see, to be able to see what images that you're seeing. You know, why are you, why are you afraid to go approach that young lady? Because a lot of it has to do with what you're seeing inside of your mind that you're not even conscious that you're seeing. You, you know, you see that lady saying no. You know, you see yourself looking disappointed. And so your, 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 your subconscious says, well, we're not doing that, right? We're just going to stay over here. This would be that fear keeps you there. But they were asking you to see these images. And I'm like, see images inside of my head I have no idea how to do that yeah but if you would do anything long enough try anything long enough you don't have to know how to do it if you would just get up every day and say okay what am I seeing when I felt that way all of a sudden you start learning to see the images that you were seeing and one time it was so shocking it just blew me away I mean it changed my business deal right away because I never understood why I was so nervous with this particular person Mm -hmm. but when I when I, it hit, I, I, the conversation came up it's like we need to have a conference call and right away she flashed in my mind she was mad and I realized I see her that way every time before the call and it gets me uncomfortable and I don't operate very well and I changed that one that one image I, once I seen what was going on I went on the first book page I said there was a time we got along really good I know I have images of her smiling I found an image of her smiling. I didn't trust myself then, so I had my, my computer open and kept looking at that image. A conversation that normally took 40 minutes, took 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. She, said yes to t- 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 uh, she said yes to two things, and the third thing she said, I'll get back with you, said yes to it later. I was at ease, she was at ease, all because I seen how I was creating wow. this nervousness. Huh. And it was all behind that image that I had been seeing in my mind or being aware of the words that you're hearing yeah. in your mind. Most people don't pay any attention, right. but your subconscious is listening really, really close
5: Yeah.
4: to, to what, you, what you're saying and what you're thinking and what you're seeing mm-hmm. and what you're feeling.
0: That's amazing. Yeah.
4: But yeah, it, it's changed me forever because I practice that every day. I watch something that went wrong to see how did I create that. Yeah. And once you see how you do it, you just quit doing it. You don't keep doing the same crazy thing over and over again. Most people know they're doing something wrong, but they, don't not, they know what they're doing, but they don't see how they're doing it. How mm-hmm. is this happening? They think you're making them mad. It's like, no, 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 no. In your head, you had this idea. You had this thought. You seen me like that, and you got mad. I didn't make you mad. Yeah. You did all of that in your little factory, in your, in your mind, and you created this thing. And once you see it, you just stop. You're like, oh, okay, now I get it. You have that aha moment.
0: Yeah. And until you see it, you can't really do anything about it. It's just going to keep happening and running you. Yeah, I'm thinking of a million things in my head of how I do that with different people, different situations, clients. (laughs) I
4: I kept telling my sons a few years ago we were having these business meetings every morning or once a week, and I kept saying, you guys aren't listening. You guys aren't listening. I've got 30 years experience at this. You guys got under 10 between you. You're not listening. And I didn't see that I was making that up, first of all. There was a few things they didn't listen to me on, so I got on this rampage for a year, and the more I said they weren't listening, they weren't listening. <laughs> they were listening less and less, but I didn't see it till one day I watched it, and I realized, you're provoking them not to listen. Do you see what, the, do you see what you're doing?
0: <laughs> you created it.
4: You tell somebody they're not listening, they're not listening. Uh-huh. And, one, and I just stopped doing that. I said, this makes no sense whatsoever. But I didn't even see it because I was caught up in it. I believed it. I made that story up. I told myself that story. You guys don't get it. You're not listening. And that went on for a year before I decided to watch it wow. and see what was happening.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: I like when you
2: can turn it into a gratitude, like thank you for listening, <laughs> which <laughs> changes the whole conversation. When you can start acknowledging what you want to see more of, more of that shows up. Ah. That, is,
4: that is my big word this year is gratitude the, gra- the skill of gratitude is
5: mm-hmm.
4: powerful, yes.
2: Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for the show. I'm thinking this is going to help so many relationships and just to be able to really listen and acknowledge what's happening versus making things up. Mm-hmm. Or if you're making it up, make it up good.
4: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I, I, right? I, being on the dating sites. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I watch women's profiles and... These are the ones I don't contact. They say, I want a boyfriend that's not going to cheat on me. I want a boyfriend no. that's going to be nice. I'm like, okay, we see what you don't want. Yeah. We got a really good list of that. Now, could you spend a little time telling us what you want? Because I can already tell that person is already pre, pre, predispositioned to have a bad relationship because all they're thinking about is you're cheating on me.
0: I have that exact same filter when I see these dating profiles. When I see a guy that says, I don't want drama or games, I'm like, wow. That's what I would be signing up for because, like, drama and games don't even really exist in my no, what life.
5: What kind of games? Yeah. I, I love games. Wanna- <laughs> <laughs> I love board games. Board games are my favorite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it were board games, I'd totally sign up.
3: That's the one you would swipe right up. Yeah, on. yeah. I mean, let's let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> I, I want games.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna love this. So we do have to wrap up. But how do you guys? How do people get in contact with you guys?
5: Ahead, Jerry.
4: Yes, you can get me at jerrywatkins.com. That's Jerry with a G, G-E-R-R-Y-W-A-T-K-I-N-S.
3: And for Ugly Truth Interactions, you can give me about a week and a half and the website will be launched live. <laughs> Yay. And so you want to go to www.uglytruthinteractions.com and uh, it'll, it's a very cool website Uh, a little humor in there too so we'll look forward to hearing from you
0: i can't wait to see it (laughs) hopefully we can have some of the
3: experiments
2: on the show
0: oh my god that'll be so
2: coming soon (laughs) ugly truth part two have a guy have a great week thank thank you thanks Thanks,
0: guys